Hello and welcome to this podcast, Yes, I Have a Voice. My name is Ruth Lewis-Cost and I'm a caregiver and I am blessed to be looking after my elderly parents. I started this podcast to remind ourselves that looking after those in need is a privilege. As unpaid caregivers, we need to have a voice. We need to be able to shout loud and be proud of our status. And caregiving has no age. People of all ages are caregivers. This is my way of supporting you all emotionally and practically with tools from other caregivers on how to find the joy in your situation and make amazing memories. So let's dive into this week's episode. So hello everyone. Today I'm with Kyle Ruffin who's in New Jersey and she's author of a book called In Stroke Shadow, My Caregiver's Story. Kyle, do tell us your backstory. Uh, My backstory uh, is in 2010, uh, my mother suffered uh, the first of three strokes. Before that, she was an extremely vibrant, independent, uh, outgoing uh, person who really didn't need (laughs) anything more than for me to call her to make sure she was okay. Uh, But she uh, suddenly... We our, our lives just changed all of a sudden because out of nowhere, she suffered uh, a major stroke. And as a result, she uh, lost use of her entire right side and suffered from severe aphasia. So she was really unable to communicate. And we went through uh, all of the different stages of therapy, acute, subacute, in-home uh, outpatient, and we were able to get her independent enough to move back home. Uh, but she decided she's going to take matters into her own hands and wasn't taking the medicine that she was given as she had prescribed. She wasn't used to taking medicine. She was on no medicines before the stroke. And uh, she ended up suffering a second stroke as, as a result of that and uh, was not able to recover uh, as well as she did the first time. But uh, I had to put her in a nursing home because I couldn't even take care of her uh, in the in the condition that she was in. And uh, again, she her strong will. She decided she was going to pick and choose what medicines that she was going to take, and refused many of the ones that would have helped her. And she ended up suffering a third stroke, and that one was her final one because she passed away in 2013. And out of that has been born this book. So talk, talk to us about that. When she had her first stroke, uh, I went searching for books or any kind of information that would help prepare me for the journey that I was about to go on. And uh, I found a lot of medical books and books written by uh, and about stroke victims, but nothing really about what it takes to care for someone who has suffered from a stroke, someone who is 100% debilitated. And uh, there are things that happen uh, that are common for people who have strokes, uh, like seizures. I had no idea as I was going through my experience with my mother that seizures were a common part of stroke. Well, 
Um, there were plenty of other things that are not guaranteed that you'll have with stroke, but are pretty common. And uh, I learned that when other family members and friends were experiencing stroke with their with their partners. And so I decided that I needed to write a book because I needed to put the book that I didn't see out there. And it, it's really focused on the caregiving aspect, not on the stroke patient, but on what I went through um, as someone who was caring for somebody uh, and and I was her only caregiver because uh, my father and sister have predeceased her. And I, I got to experience everything 100% without any, <laughs> without any help. And, that, that, and that's not entirely true. I'm fortunate to have a very supportive uh, extended family and community around me. So I did, I did have that kind of help. But when it came to making those decisions about her health, about her living arrangements, about her business affairs, because um, that's all part of caregiving. It's not just the medical thing. It's, yeah, it's, it is, <laughs> yes. it is a, you know, taking over someone's entire life yeah. for them. Uh, so all those things really laid on me. It's interesting you say that because one thing that kind of makes me laugh for my situation is, you know, I've been really bad myself over years of being, you know, I, I'm just not very good at like paperwork and I pay bills. It's not, it's not a question of that. It's just, you know, the, the paperwork and, and uh, you know, when I'm filling in forms and if you have to do tax returns, I leave them till the last minute because I just can't bear it. And I kind of laugh at myself thinking, and now I've got my parents' paperwork to do. This is <laughs> this is somebody out there who's laughing at me. <laughs> oh, geez. I, I tell you, you learn a lot when you when you're managing two or three people's personal business. That is quite an undertaking in and of itself. Um, I, I had to sell my mother's house, the house that my family had moved into in 1971. And uh, I had to make those kinds of decisions for her because the, sh the first stroke was so sudden and I had no idea about whether the house was paid for or she had taken out a, a home equity loan, which was pretty common uh, and, and or whether or not she had insurance, uh, you know, how much was in her bank account. I didn't have access to her bank accounts. While I'm getting used to the fact that I now have a completely debilitated mother, I now also have to figure out how not to let those balls drop because that just will become a problem for me down the road. <laughs> it, uh, so it, it, it's just, there's just so much to take in and adjust to in those early stages. Yeah, absolutely. So, so your book, you say it's not actually out yet. So when are we likely to see this? I am hoping for a fall 2021 publishing date. And uh, I've actually got a chapter of the book available on my website. Um, and the website is mycaregiverstory.com. So chapter one is up there and some other information about uh, my experience as a caregiver. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram as my caregiver story. So I'm already trying to spread the message about how 
we can take care of ourselves and take care of our loved ones and even recognize that caregiving is really a it's it's a calling it's a choice you know people say no to caregiving all the time and those who don't say no you know i always say that it's a little bit of a selfish decision to 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 become a caregiver because you know you can't live with yourself if you do anything else true now so you know and and that's okay <laughs> actually that's a great thing and a, a reason to pat yourself on the back for taking on such a a momentous a momentous endeavor it is it is herculean in in what it requires of you that's so true cuz the the emotions it's not like one day they stop and that's it. You just carry on. They come back at you every so often when you're not expecting it. And I think they're actually running in the background all the time, but you can kind of like live with them and, it, and, and kind of, you know, function perfectly normally. And then suddenly something small will happen and all the emotions will come out again. That's yeah. my experience so far anyway. So I know the book is not out yet, but... Can you give us just a little tip, um, perhaps your top tip of how caregivers can help themselves or look after themselves or whatever it might be? Well, one of my favorite tips is that, you know, we get those moments where we can take care of ourselves. We can, uh, we get respite through whatever means, uh, paid, paid respite, or, you know, uh, friends or family helping, maybe even get a vacation. But as a caregiver, you're kind of always tense, even while you're in that moment. And one of the things I learned to, to, to say to myself in those moments is to say, you are exactly where you need to be right now. And, and when I do that, I can feel the tension leave my body. Like it's okay for you to take time for yourself. It's absolutely okay for you to even sit and watch a movie uh, or go out and get ice cream, whatever. Just be in that moment. And, and by saying that to yourself, it puts you in that moment. And for me, I can feel my shoulders relax and my temples start to, you know, release some of the tension. And it it just for me, works miracles. So that's it. Be in those moments of, of, of relief and, and, and self-care fully. Uh, Cause you don't know when you're going to get the next one and uh, you really need to take full advantage of it. I love that. I think that's such good advice and I'm definitely going to use that. <laughs> so Kyle, thank you so much for your time. And um, I'm sure like myself, many of us will be looking forward to getting a copy of your book when it comes out in the autumn. Ruth, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, if you like this episode, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. It really helps. See you next time.